Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Richard Shaw. Richard, you are the co-founder of Unleashed. You are found on the web at unleashed.ceo. I am so excited to talk about this subject because uh, as anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows for any length of time, I am a big, big, big fan. If you are a founder CEO, uh, you know, a la Michael Gerber, right? You've got one role and that's to grow the company. And I see a lot of folks they get into what they do because they love it. They're good at it. They've got really good authority at it. They're very successful with clients, but then they have a tough time separating themselves from that role. All right, Richard, give us the roadmap uh, about you know what Unleash does, and and uh, I'll just I'll let you give your little mini TED talk right now on this topic if you want. Well, Josh, I'll just say it's a pleasure to be here, and um, thanks so much for having me. I know you've built an incredible uh, network and audience of people who are business owners, and um, it. I, I just want to start by saying this, right? Um, thanks to the bold, daring efforts of the people listening to this, our economic engine continues to turn. Uh, people are able to find employment, and it's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship and business is every day we have the opportunity to go out and create something and create opportunity for other people. I think alongside of that, right, as you said, um, being in business is hard. And a lot of times, um, most entrepreneurs I meet are positive people. They're maybe more uh, cup half full than cup half empty type people. And so it's easy to kind of just overlook that and go, man, everything's great. And I've got all this opportunity, but let's just get real, right? It can be hard. Um, It can be challenging. Hiring people um, who don't work out. Um, having to deal with unexpected challenges like COVID that come up and change the face of your, your business and you have to reinvent and rethink and pivot. And I'll just say for my seat, man, like really why we're in business as a company starts with my story of, um, you know, essentially running, you know, two very successful companies at the same time. Um, and really those companies driving me into the ground personally. Um, I was burned out. Uh, I was burning bridges with my young wife and family at the time. Um, we we ended up getting sued. We had partners who betrayed us and stabbed us in the back. We oh, oh, literally oof. walked off of uh, job sites, you know, mid-project. Uh, we had a storm roll through and do multiple six figures in damage to our properties that our insurance company was unwilling to pay for. It was a mess. And oh I gosh. literally remember, yeah, it's, remember, it's almost like, it's like, all right, universe, what are you trying to tell me here? You know, it's like, you'd be tempted to say, all right, so, so, so like karma's trying to get me or something like that. It's just like so weird. All those things kind of stacking up at the same time. Well, I think and it was, sure I think it we, was the, the universe was screaming at me, but the message yeah. it was screaming was um, that, you know, I was doing things the wrong way. I had built my business fundamentally around me and I was its bottleneck. And many of the problems we were facing were due to the fact that 
um, I was, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting things and trying to grow things, but I wasn't operating as a leader and um, hired a lot of the wrong people, made, made poor decisions. And I just remember, man, like literally the moment where I curled up in a fetal position in the corner and cried out to God for help. Yeah. Um, and, and just thought, man, like I'm, I'm not even an entrepreneur. Like I, I faked it. I faked my way into this. I, I, everybody else has something figured out that I obviously don't. And, um, I remember, man, just in that moment hitting kind of my business rock bottom, but, but discovering some things there at, at the bottom of the pit. And, uh, a, one of those things was what I just said, that the, the habits I was practicing and the person I was showing up as every day wasn't as a leader. It wasn't the leader that our company actually needed. Um, but the second thing was that um, I really felt radically alone. And I built a, you know, an entrepreneurial company, but I hadn't built like a true team, um, especially not a true leadership team. And we were at a point as a company where that was the biggest bottleneck, right? At the end of the day, I think you said uh, uh, before this interview, many times there's in these entrepreneurial companies, there's too many Indians, not enough chiefs, right? There's lots of hands doing work, but the entrepreneur is the only brain behind organizing all the hands. And at a certain point, your decision-making capacity degrades. You start take, making poor decisions. You start burning out. You start doing stupid things. And honestly, a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to, when I get down to the root of, of where they're truly at, they're tired and they're bored after they've built their business for a couple of years and built it to a certain amount of scale. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and that's where I found myself. And so really with Unleashed, Unleashed was built uh, kind of with the conviction that like nobody should have to feel as alone as I did in that moment. Um, and so really functionally, Josh, what we do is we, we connect, um, you know, entrepreneurial visionary type people with management minded, operationally focused type people. We, we say the yin to the entrepreneur's yang. Um, we call them implementers and we pair those two types of people together, A, so that they don't, the entrepreneur doesn't have to feel so alone, but B, so that there's um, better leadership and de delegation of different types of responsibility that can actually allow the company to grow to the next level. Whereas the entrepreneur might be more focused on ideas, um, future growth, uh, you know, uh, more strategic level things. There also has to be somebody who thrives and loves managing the day-to-day, -day, leading, managing, and holding team members accountable, building systems, um, you know, structuring things, overseeing the PNL. And and most entrepreneurs, if they're honest with themselves, don't love to do that, and they're not great yeah. at it. And so, in essence, man, that's really what we do. We pair those two types of people together, and then really train and and, and synergize them together into effect into an effective leadership duo for an entrepreneurial company. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of books that I, I'd love your opinion on, right? So there's obviously there's Michael Gerber E-Myth and, you know, he's really big on just, you know, creating systems and documenting and preparing like you're getting ready to franchise. Um, and then there was, um, I, I, I read Lynchpin by Seth Godin. And I think that you're, you're kind of talking a little bit more Lynchpin strategy here, right? Where we want we want someone that's going to come in and not read a manual. We want someone that's going to come in and shoulder the leadership burden that in the early stages falls squarely upon the founder. And, and I feel like, you know, a founder CEO, they can do that for a while. And if they're comfortable with a lifestyle business, cool, you know, keep, keep, keep at it. But for anyone who wants to grow and scale, you're going to outgrow yourself quickly. And, and, and it's really hard to fill both the CEO and see, oh, oh, 
role once you start to, you know, you start to get to that level beyond lifestyle. It's, you know, now, you know, your lifestyle is a heck of a lifestyle. It's two lifestyles and it's two lifestyles, you know, where you're having to do everything. And, and again, I think short-term you can do that long-term, I would argue it is completely not sustainable. You might feel self-important for a while, like, you know, oh, I'm doing the hustle thing. Um, but it, good luck. It's, it's, it's not a lifestyle that I would wish on anybody. Um, I, I designed, I got into business. I founded a company because I wanted to make a huge impact in the world. I wanted to, you know, to touch lives and, and truly deliver my gift. But if I, man, I'm sorry, this is like the 20 minute question. <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have for today. Um, but it's like, if, if I don't bring in that talent, the operators, the managers, and the, the get it done kind of people, I'm ripping off my clients, my guests, my future customers, because I can't serve them in the way that they deserve to be served. Okay, well, that was a lot. Uh, feel free to take that anywhere where you want to go. That's so true, Josh. I mean, that was a good rant right there. I'll take that rant every day. <laughs> I think I think one of the things, man, that um, you hit upon that I think it's missed in this conversation so often is the identity shift from founder to CEO and for from entrepreneur to CEO. Um, truthfully, most CEOs, most entrepreneurial CEOs, their, their title means chief everything officer, right? They just, they do everything. They, they control everything. They manage everything. And I, I almost can't blame them, right? Because it was their baby. They built it. They cherished it. They, they, it, 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 it's, they've invested their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Right. Yeah. And so I get the, that, that. Um, the problem is at a certain point, that mentality makes you the bottleneck, right? Um, you become the bottleneck if you're ch playing chief everything officer. And I think what what actually a lot of people talk about the need to hire a COO, or if you talk to uh, my, my good friend, Gino, uh, it's, you know, hire an integrator or, you know, a lot of people talk about this. The, the challenge is a lot of entrepreneurs think it's something for somebody else or something for tomorrow. And the root reason, in my opinion, is they haven't made a crucial identity shift from entrepreneur to CEO. Um, not every entrepreneur should be a CEO, by the way. And that's a whole other conversation we should have um, at some point. Some, some entrepreneurs should just go start something new and sell their company or exit their company or just yeah. move into the owner's box, yeah. right? Um, but if you want to be CEO, you, you essentially have to be willing to give up control. And that's the fundamental identity shift, I think, is entrepreneurs control everything, right? Yeah. Top to bottom. They built it from the ground up. They control everything. CEOs empower other people. And that includes starting with that first key empowerment, which is letting go of control to somebody like a president or a COO or a operations manager, or however you kind of define that second in command right-hand role. Um, and, and truthfully, most entrepreneurs, the reason they don't do that is deep down, they know they haven't made that identity shift and they're not mm. ready to give up control. And so oftentimes when people who aren't ready do that, they self-sabotage it, right? Because they, they're, they're, they're of two minds. They're like, oh, I want to get out of the day-to-day, -day, but I also want all the control. It's like, well, you don't mm -hmm. get, you can't mm -hmm. have your cake and eat it. Nope. Nope. You know, we're, um, and, and this is not uncommon. And in fact, I would say this is kind of the norm. Um, 
We're looking at a potential acquisition right now of uh, of a, a woman who built an incredible company accidentally. It just kind of it's gotten to the point now where it's no longer fun for her, and it, and it's really encroaching on you know, the things that she really values. And she's like, I'm doing the equivalent of three jobs and only one of the three jobs I I actually enjoy doing. The other ones I'm doing because I just can't seem to find the talent. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's definitely the question I want to ask you, Richard, is um, it sounds all well and good to find a great operator, but I've chatted with a number of CEOs that are really struggling and like, I don't know where to find someone like that because maybe the circles that they run in are all entrepreneurial and those people don't want to work for you. <laughs> um, can, can you help us yeah, out r- there? R- rule number one, do not hire an entrepreneur. No, husband. no, no, <laughs> no. You don't want two visionaries. <laughs> you don't want a visionary in the role of a director of operations, et cetera. Like, you, yeah, you, like um, Alisa, who's our director of operations, uh, you know, yesterday uh, we had an issue with uh, one of our uh, SEO contractors and um, just wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And um, so Alisa, uh, you know, I started kind of fretting about it a little bit. She goes, ah, that's my job. I'm the get beep done gal. <laughs> you know, I got it. And that's yeah. that's like I was like when that she said that I'm like. This is everybody should have this. Every founder needs to have someone that, that has that level of that's my 10 yards. I'm on it. Mm, yeah. But where, do we, where do we find those people? Gosh, man, this is a, an art and a science. It's an art and a science. So, um, and this is what we specialize in and do every day. Um, I think to start, you have to understand the mindset of the type of person we're looking for. Because it's radically different than going to market and trying to find a contractor or trying to find a um, like a uh, skilled employee, right? A specialist, very, very different. So I actually, one of my favorite psychological models is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Mine and too. In that model, um, he talks about there's kind of, you know, basic needs and there's more so like uh, kind of emotional needs. And then there's like the highest level of needs, which he labeled the top two as self-actualization, which means becoming the best version of yourself and transcendence, which means leaving something behind that's bigger than you and that will outlast you or outlive you. And what I think is interesting is when people talk about hiring the wrong people, B players or C players, there's all these terms that float around. Typically, I find that they just hired people whose primary needs were all in the lower categories of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? They wanted to make more money, to have their aesthetic needs met, or maybe they just wanted to have their basic needs met, or maybe they, you know, want, there's all sorts of reasons, but the mindset of somebody who is a true leader, right? At this level in an organization is primarily going to be that they are motivated by the top two tiers of needs. They're motivated by self-actualization, meaning they want to become the best version of themselves and transcendence. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves that will outlast them. Um, If I had to define like who we're actually looking for at a psychological level, I would start by saying that a lot of people are going to tell you something different. They're going to say, look for somebody who has all the degrees and has spent 15 years in corporate. And honestly, I've seen a lot of mixed results going that route. You might, you know, hit, hit, hit the jackpot. Um, but 
I, I, I hate to sound disparaging, but I've met a lot of MBA types who are, are absolutely useless when it comes mm-hmm. to leadership and management. Okay. Um, and that's why there's so many horror stories entrepreneurs have experienced trying to hire out this, this type of role. Fundamentally, we are looking for people who are motivated by those two needs. So the question becomes, how do you find that type of person who also has the requisite core competencies to actually do the job and do it well? And my answer to that is it starts with your vision. It starts with your vision as an entrepreneur. Um, We've developed an entire methodology we call opportunity recruiting. And essentially, it's, it's designed to weaponize the vision that an entrepreneur has for their company, the the unique culture that they've either created or want to create into an opportunity that speaks to someone on those two levels of needs, contribution, self-actualization, and and legacy and impact. Um, And we, we intentionally create a funnel, so to speak, designed to repel the wrong kinds of people and attract people who are looking for that kind of an opportunity, who are looking to be a part of a vision they can contribute to and build in a significant way and where they can become the best version of themselves. And it's it's fascinating to me how when you spend more time up front as an entrepreneur working not so much on how do I find these people, how do I find these people, but working on what are these kind of people looking for and what do I need to say to them when you put that message out into the world, and there's a lot of different ways to do that that we can talk about. That's more the science part. I'm just talking about the art part right now. Mm-hmm. When you spend time on the art part really well and you put that out into the world, you will be amazed by the caliber of people you can attract, even in today's yep. job market. Yeah. You'll be amazed because you're speaking on a frequency and a level that no, almost nobody else is speaking on. And it's what pierces the hearts of those kind of people and makes them want to come be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we out of time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> this went way too quickly. This that's not fair. Uh, and, and we do have a hard stop. Um, but I, someone, I, I want folks to go to your website. And again, that's unleashed.ceo. Uh, one thing that, that I see that I'm really excited about uh, is you have a button on here that says watch our training, but you know, uh, uh, maybe that's the best place for people to kind of start, but what would you recommend, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, where people go when they visit, uh, again, your website, unleashed.ceo? Yeah, I'd recommend, first of all, going to that website. Um, we have a about a 17-minute training that walks through our entire methodology and process for how to find your missing link, as we call it, um, that this kind of mythical implementer, the yin to the entrepreneur's yang. The second thing I'd recommend is our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of free resources and, and, and training and tools on there. Uh, if you look up Unleash CEO on YouTube, you can find us there as well. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Unleash.ceo. Richard Shaw, you're the co-founder. Uh, this has been such a great conversation. Uh, I, I hope that someone has been listening. To, I know that there's so many people in this audience right now that are struggling with the very thing that we were talking about. Uh, and I'm very grateful. I, I wanted to chat more about like, well, what does it look like when you work with people and so forth? But that information I'm sure is included in the training. And again, is all found at your website. Richard, uh, fellow Michigander, uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's a good pleasure to be here, Josh.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.